0: so ChatGPT, as we know relies heavily on data to generate its responses to user inquiries so where exactly does all of this data come from in the podcast today we're going to explore the various industries websites and data sets that provide chat gpt with all of the information it needs to perform its task of generating responses so um, one of the partnerships that it has is with Microsoft, which has provided a large data set called Common Crawl. So this data set is a massive collection of web pages, which includes everything from news articles to blogs to e-commerce websites. By training on this data set, ChatGPT is able to understand the nuances of natural language and generate responses that are more accurate and relevant. And it's important to note that OpenAI, which is a creator of ChatGPT, has been in partnership with Microsoft for a long time. About five years ago, I believe, it took over a $1 billion investment from Microsoft um, to help build out its new tool, which eventually became ChatGPT. And since ChatGPT launched, they've taken another $10 billion from Microsoft. So obviously, very, very deep connection. So it's no surprise that Microsoft was able to help them get this common crawl, which I believe is a collection essentially of all websites um, on the internet that are indexed to be crawled by uh, search engines. So I think the way that this works, and probably the reason why Microsoft was such a good partner for ChatGPT from a data standpoint, is because Microsoft owns the Bing search engine. Just like Google, the Bing search engine crawls the entire internet um, and it crawls for websites. Now, Websites can state, you know, they can they can put something on there called a no crawl text for robots, which essentially says um, that these web uh, crawlers like Bing and Google can't crawl them. But that's pretty much suicide for most businesses, right? If they're putting a no crawl um, thing on their website, so they're not going to be indexed on search engines and they're not going to uh, be included in Google results and Bing results. But mostly probably they're worried about Google results when they do this. So um, by partnering with Microsoft, OpenAI was able to have a massive advantage in a sense that they're able to get all of this data, right? Because when Bing goes out and crawls the entire internet, um, they're storing tons of this data, essentially all of the content from these web pages on their um, servers. And uh, Microsoft is able to do this pretty well because they own a Microsoft Azure, which is essentially like AWS or Google Cloud. It's Microsoft's cloud division. Um, And it's a very fast-growing division, very lucrative division. It does all of this uh, computational power for a lot of websites, a lot of website hosting. Um, And so Microsoft has this really powerful engine, and they're able to harness it. It helps with their Bing search engine, obviously. Um, And now that OpenAI partners with them, they were able to get that, which helped them to train chat GPT. So in addition to Common Crawl, ChatGPT also uses a number of other data sets to improve its performance. And these include number one, Wikipedia. Um, it's, of course, probably one of the most well-known encyclopedias. Wikipedia gives a ton of information on a wide range of topics. So by using Wikipedia as a source of data, ChatGPT is able to understand the context and background of many different subjects, right? So like if you go to a website, it might be talking about something, but when you want like the definition of a of a, situ- of a topic or an item or a person, uh, Wikipedia is a really good place to get that, to get um, context on it. So I think that was a really big data set for ChatGPT. In addition, open subtitles. So this data set contains subtitles from movies and TV shows, uh, which ChatGPT used to help learn about different dialects, accents, and speech patterns, which is very crazy, right? And, you know, when you go and you tell ChatGPT to, um, you know, write me a email in the tone of Woody Allen or in the tone of Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. It's actually able to do that, and I think a large part of that is due to the fact that it was trained on open subtitles, so it knows how, um, who all of these different actors and people are that are in movies, and it knows uh, how they talk, how they, uh, what their speech patterns are, now, it might not necessarily know, know what the audio sounds like, right, so you use other AI tools for that, but for their speech patterns and for how they talk and the words they use, um, that's where I was able to get it from. Another data, uh, data set that ChatGPT uses is the Gutenberg Project. So this data set contains a large collection of books that are in the public domain, um, and this gave ChatGPT a, access essentially to a wide range of literary works, um that it uses to improve its understanding of language and writing styles similar to the movies right now you can get it to say things in the um in the style of a specific author but also this really can help it train uh, on different styles of literacy and when you have just that many books um it's a really really powerful so the gutenberg project was very powerful Um, and very much like it is Google Books ngram viewer. So this data set contains a really large collection of books that have been scanned and digitized by Google. This is a massive project Google has been doing for a number of years now. And essentially, by analyzing the frequency of words and phrases in these books over time, ChatGPT can gain insights into how language has evolved and changed over the centuries, which is a really powerful tool as ChatGPT looks at the evolution of language and how it works, I think it's kind of important to look at these data sets and what ChatGPT gets out of them, because it really can help you understand just how vast, like when someone says, you know, ChatGPT was trained on the entire internet, it is really hard to wrap your brain around what that means, what the implications of that is. Um, And so these, some of these data sets kind of give us insight into how it works and how it was trained. and and the exact implications of each of these data sets. So another one, a very big data set for ChatGPT was Reddit. So while this is not a traditional data set, Reddit is a really popular social media platform that provides a massive wealth of user-generated content. So by analyzing the posts and comments on Reddit, ChatGPT gained some massive insights into the language and behavior of different online communities. And the reason Reddit is important, right? Um ChatGPT couldn't go and crawl Facebook because Facebook is a closed off platform. You need an account. You have to be friends with someone to see it. But Reddit, on the other hand, is an open public forum. So if someone starts a conversation on Reddit about something, all of the questions, answers and comments are all public. And the thing that is really powerful about Reddit when it came to training ChatGPT is that on Reddit, every comment can be upvoted or downvoted. So um, ChatGPT very easily can see you know, the topic of conversation, everyone's responses, what responses are positive, what responses are deeply popular and what deeply unpopular. Um, and it really can get a, this like instant grasp on not just the comments that someone might have or responses to a topic, but um, everyone else's response to that, how popular, how many upvotes a comment gets, how many downvotes a comment gets. This gives it some really big insights. So beyond all of these data sets, ChatGPT also relies on a whole number of industries and websites to provide it with up-to-date information on a wide range of topics. So these include news websites, ChatGPT can use news websites to stay up-to-date on current events and trends. Now we do know that ChatGPT has a specific cutoff date where it doesn't technically access the internet and use anything in the internet that was after the year, I think 2021. But that being said, it still has a lot of this data from the past and the future models are being trained on the most up-to-date information another area is e-commerce websites chat gpt uses the e-commerce website data that it's gained to learn about different products and services as well as to understand consumer behavior and preferences right because when it looks at a website for example that sells a product it's able to see reviews it's able to see how many people have purchased that and so it's able to use that data from a website like amazon for example to see how many positive comments a specific product has. And now it knows literally what the most popular products are. It knows what products people are buying. It knows what products people are reviewing, which products people are satisfied with. This is a really powerful insight it has into the world of e-commerce. In addition to Reddit, there's a lot of other social media platforms that it's able to scrape and to look at. Um, and on a, in addition to that, ChatGPT also looks at academic research. So it looks at a lot of academic research um to gain insights into different fields of study and by analyzing these research papers papers and articles it can gain a deeper understanding of various topics finally government websites chatgpt uses um government websites to learn about different laws regulations and policies and this can be particularly useful in generating responses related to legal or political topics which well um a lot of people have you know complained that chatgpt and essentially the moderators of ChatGPT have kind of reined in anything it can say about politics, Um, it does have the capability. And so when it tells you, like, I'm just an AI model, it has that canned response, like, I cannot respond to this topic, it's not because it can't, because they've trained it to be able to, it's because the moderators have turned that feature off, which is controversial, and some people have positive and negative opinions about that. Overall, the data sources that ChatGPT relies on are super vast and varied, But by leveraging these different data sets and industries, it's able to generate responses that are very accurate, relevant, and pretty timely. So as natural language processing continues to evolve and improve, especially as we're looking forward to things like GPT-4 that is going to be coming out on the Bing search engine soon, we can expect to see even more sophisticated language models like ChatGPT emerge, and each will be relying on their own unique set of data sources and industries. My prediction is that after ChatGPT has launched, um, and people are seeing how powerful and valuable it is, all of these new AI engines um, are raising millions and millions of dollars to compete. You know, Anthropic uh, was funded by Google. They gave them $300 million after they'd already raised over $200 million. And those companies are trying to build these competitors. But my prediction is that a lot of these companies like uh, Reddit and these other companies that allow ChatGPT to crawl for free are going to be closing down access um, to these large language models because they see how valuable their data is. They're going to be charging for it in the future. So I actually think that builds a big moat around ChatGPT and OpenAI. It actually makes it harder to crack. There's a bunch of other big companies like you can look at Google, for example. They're going to have that same um, crawl data that Bing was able to give ChatGPT, that same um, common crawl data set. And so big companies are going to be ahead at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how smaller companies play, um, how competitive the field gets, and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of monopolies of AI are coming out of this and if that is, uh, able to, uh, withhold or if smaller players are able to move into the market. one other prediction I have hot take is that even when people are going to be trying to lock, they're going to try to lock down their content and their data. Um, I believe like you look like, look, every company in the world has been hacked. And if this content is super valuable, right? Like if people are paying hundreds of millions of dollars for it, inevitably, every data set in my mind will be hacked and consolidated will be sold on the black market. Um, People will probably have different methods for uh, washing this data, rinsing it, making it look like, uh, you know, it isn't, it, you know, they didn't just steal it from places. But I believe that whether people um, try to lock down their content or not, eventually the data will get out and we're going to see a vast amount of different language learning models that are able to produce tons of incredible content. Whether that's for good or for bad, I know it's controversial, people have a different opinions. So that is my prediction on what is going to happen in the space though. So it's going to be exciting to watch and see how these uh, large language models progress, how they get better. Um, and it's really impressive to see the data sets that they're already working with.